I'm Kelly. And I'm Angie. We're two women on a mission to shed light on life in a small town. From motherhood to friendships. From obstacles to opportunities. We'll wrap it up and serve it to you with a side of sarcasm and laughter. This is Lifestyle Burrito. Hello. Good morning. morning. Yeah, well, it's morning to us, but whatever time it is for anybody that's reading. I am so excited about our guest today. Super excited. I love when we have guests. I know. It's kind of fun to have people other than us. Sometimes it makes it easier to come up with things to talk about, you know, instead of just us rambling on about (laughs) whatever it is we ramble on about. I know. I get bored of you. Thanks. (laughs) Appreciate it. A lot. Oh, or topics like bugs. We were going to talk about bugs one week. I'm really glad we started. <laughs> I have so a lot to world. say about bugs. I know you do. I know. I hate bugs. I know. Did you see how attracted they were to me out there? The flies? Yes. Yeah. I have a lot to say about okay. bugs. Okay. Don't get me started. Anyways, we have Katie Stearns here today to talk about her book. She is a local author. Uh-huh. And I have read... All of her books except for her new one. Okay. Um, which I'm going to start today. Um, so yeah, we have her on today. So welcome, Katie. Thanks. Yes. Hi. Welcome. <laughs> I'm so excited too. I have read none of your books <laughs> because I am just meeting you and just kind of learning. But I feel like I'm going to start a book today too because <laughs> Angie is going to share them with me. And I'm very excited as well. So Katie's a local author. Yes. From Clarkfield. Mm-hmm. Not originally. Mm-hmm. Yep, for so transplants. Katie is a transplant. Thank you. <laughs> as is her husband. And do you want to just tell us a little bit about your journey here? How you... Yeah, uh, I grew up in Sartell. And so I, um, yeah, I was born and raised there. And I went to the University of Minnesota in Morris um, for college as an English major. Um, and... After that, I ended up actually getting into pharmacy technician. Oh, oh, okay. Which was super random and not something I thought I would ever do, but um, I ended up doing that for like six years. Okay. And was not my passion in life (laughs) at all. (laughs) Sure. Um, And yeah, I met my husband and we got married and moved um, to Cloquet. Okay. Near Duluth there, and we lived there for about seven years and had a couple kiddos. Yes. And about three years ago, we moved to this area. So we um, have been here, yeah, I think three years in August. August. It is August. It is August. It is. I know. So three years now. Yes. Okay. So we have to ask, just because of, you know, past podcasts, like, what, how has your experience been? Like, how, do you love it here? Do you feel? Yeah, we do love it here. Um, I feel like, especially, you know, starting this venture of being an author and writing books has been, um, I didn't expect to, like, have a, have so much community support, especially because I'm not from here. Mm -hmm. Like, it was, it surprises me still that people are, I don't know, willing to support me so much when I'm like I don't know anybody sure you know and they don't know anyone that I know and yeah whatever so um yeah it's been great and like I like that the schools are small and um like it's it's nice that even in smaller communities there are you know bigger opportunities like the Reddy Clinic where my daughter Hannah goes and um it's been a blessing yeah because you know, she needs extra help and things, and mm-hmm. um, and my daughter Grace, you know, has 
is such a social butterfly that she, you know, <laughs> makes friends with everybody. You know, right. she fits right in with the small town people. So. Yes, yeah. yes. You, so you did mention when we were talking before that you listened to our small talk episode. Yeah. And you can relate to that because Angie and I are not small talk lovers. And you Same. also are not a small yeah. talk lover. So, um, but yeah, I do agree. I think that small towns can be so supportive, yeah. especially of local right artists and businesses and so yeah yeah and they're you know invested in you when you have kids in the school and yeah right make sure that yeah we're seeing I feel like yeah people just really support local businesses they want to see right you know people succeed and right yeah what a better place though Mm -hmm. to like write sit down and Mm -hmm. I mean I think I don't know what (laughs) you're place looks like but I'm sure you have a beautiful beautiful spot to sit down and yeah do your when we bought our house um there the guy who sold it to us had like this big huge like wooden desk oh and like this sort of kind of like an office type room um with a lot of windows and stuff and it was like originally just there sort of like as a stage thing not as like you know it doesn't come with the house sure right but I, I saw that and I was like how do we get it? So big, and so yeah, we we ended up wheeling and dealing so that we could have that too. Oh, so, that. so is that like your yeah space that you like right. to write? Okay, yeah. I, mean, I, I was gonna ask that. Like, is there a spot that you mm-hmm. like the best to yeah. write? I I mean, you can call it my space, but it's really I mean. You have kids. You don't have your own space. There's no such thing. No. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, there's like these, you know, French door, like with, with glass in them too. So it's like, even if I close the doors, they can still see me there. Yeah. Like curtains. I do. (laughs) (laughs) The curtains are closed. Do not disturb. Um, so that's interesting. Like I always picture like a writer. Yes. Like sitting at a desk Mm -hmm. and like, (laughs) <laughs> Almost like with a typewriter yeah, or something. Right? Like, yeah, but I mean, we live in a world now where you do this, like mm-hmm. carry your laptop probably yeah. or mm-hmm. whatever, you, maybe an iPad, whatever that you use around your house. And yep. yeah, yeah. So. Sometimes it's on the couch. Sometimes I take it outside if the kids are playing out there. Sure. And, mm-hmm. um, I actually do like going to coffee shops if I can. Sure. You know, get out of the house. That, and, so. Yeah. So, probably. Sometimes I write on my phone because my children are. Oh, sure. You know, like, right. Yeah. yeah, if something comes can. to you or, yeah. 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 Well, lots, lots and lots of notes on my phone about things. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so speaking of that, what is your process or how do you, how do things come to you? What do you, how do you write? Um, somebody asked me once, yeah, like how, how do I think of my stories and um, that kind of thing? And I, I think that the best most honest answer is that I'm like a very anxious person who overthinks a lot. <laughs> so Welcome it just comes yeah. to the club. Yeah, you like, fit right in here. Right in. <laughs> like I just naturally, you know, I'm thinking of scenarios in my head all the time anyway. Yes. So if I can take that, you know, and put it in the context of a character, first of all, it's nice that it's a character I can control, which I mean, honestly, that's, you know, I say that, but a lot of times they just do whatever they want anyway. Interesting. Um, when you write, they just take over, but have their own, um, yeah, their personalities. Own ideas, yeah. Oh, so interesting. <laughs> uh-huh. So yeah, putting putting my own, you know, um, thought processes and stuff into somebody else, and like what deciding what they're what they would choose, yeah. you know, and 
the decisions that they make based on what has happened to them in the past and you know all of that takes a lot of imagination but mm-hmm. um, yes I do you try to do like that. build a backstory for your characters mm-hmm. before you yeah sometimes yeah. I make more interesting backstories than I do like actual stories <laughs> <laughs> so then you need to start making those like, books like here's yeah. the backstory maybe books. I need yeah. to start there and not yeah <laughs> you know yeah. <laughs> oh that's interesting yeah. <laughs> so once you have that like idea you sit down and we talked about this a little bit are you like uh you sit down and write an outline and so you kind of have an idea of exactly where everything's gonna go and how you're gonna go about it or do you kind of just start writing and it comes to you yeah I usually kind of have a general idea of what I want to happen or what I think should happen um but most of the time I just sit down and I just start writing and I see what happens in that chapter. Sometimes it goes the way that I thought it would and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it sparks other ideas and I'm like, oh, what if I took it in that direction instead, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, it's, yeah, I I always want to like sit down and write it all out so that I, like the control freak in me, you know, (laughs) is like appeased. But um, most of the time it's just sit down and see what happens. Like you want to have a plan. Yeah. You want to have I it, really like, want to. Organize. Do you generally know like how it's going to end? Like do you have an idea like this is what I want the end to be? Um, yeah. I would question. say in general I don't. Oh, Which seems really like you it probably shouldn't start a story if you don't know how it's going to end. Yeah, I think right? some, some authors even start at the end. Like oh, they know how they want it to end and then they work backwards yeah. you know to how to write it out to that point. But um, I know that Water Under the Bridge like had a whole like 20,000 word chunk at the end that I ended up cutting because I realized that ending that I had planned was just like too dramatic and too like it was too much I didn't need it you know so I ended up cutting and it was so painful to cut that much but um but it didn't need it you know in the way that it ended instead was much more like made much more sense with how I had written it yeah but now I know that I know I'm sorry you need to you you need to be Taylor Swift (laughs) and do like a Katie's version situation here Come on. Now you need to publish the... The alternate endings. Yes. 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 Um, Okay, so that was going to be my next question, is how often do you, like... (laughs) Do I? Write three chapters and then, oh, nope. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It doesn't happen too often that I I really don't like something and I'll just cut it. Um, But... For Burning Bridges, this latest book, I started it three different times, like where I would write a couple chapters or three chapters, and would just hate it, and oh. and I'd start over, and I did that three times. And I like I'm not one of those people that just clean slate, start over again mm-hmm. on a book. I usually try to make it work, you know. Yeah. And this book was just, it was a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> so we talked about that a little bit. This book for you was a little bit different, just because of circumstances. Yeah. You feeling great when you mm-hmm. wrote it. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. other books came a little bit easier to you. But yeah, I, yeah. I feel like this one, I I really had to like, I don't know. I don't. Want, I guess I don't want to like put that in readers' brains right. that no. it was yes. like you know. You're right. It was really hard, you yeah. know. But um, but I I really had to push to. Yeah, I think it's interesting it. to know that that like every book has kind of its, it's own. Different. And I would assume yeah. that every author goes through that, right? Absolutely. Like you only have so many ideas in your brain where it's just like eventually you're gonna get like that oh this is a little bit this isn't working I would say same thing probably like with songwriters or you know anything like that like some things just flow out and then some things take a little bit more 
and just right. depending on where you are mm-hmm. in your life too like yeah. you mm-hmm. said you got covid so yeah. like that kind of I think we can all relate to that yeah. Yeah. yeah like some people got a little bit more sick some people got a little bit of that brain fog yeah, you definitely yeah. Got yeah. That. that was yeah. that's like real deal I'm like struggling my hair this morning like I'm still growing out like a whole layer of hair oh from COVID, like they got yeah. this weird like layer yeah. that like what this is such a weird thing. It is. It's such it weird things. Anyways, so let's talk about the type of books that you write because you mm-hmm. have so far, mm-hmm. and I assume this can change at any point. You could just switch over into like sci-fi, different genre. Yes, yeah. but right now, what mm-hmm. kind of books do you? Um, I write romance, and I. I have thought, you know, I have other ideas for books that aren't romance, but like they're very few and far in between. Um, so I don't, and I don't know why that is, like why I'm always, why I'm so drawn to romance. Like if I'm watching a movie and there isn't really much romance in it, I'm like so zeroed in on just those, like that's what makes the movie for me. Yeah. Sure. I'm not as interested in all the action and the whatever. So, um, so for, for books, like I don't really, I don't really read many other genres besides romance. Okay, so that's the type you like to read as yeah. well. Movies mm-hmm. you like to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a ro- like does your husband need to be very romantic? <laughs> Are you a romantic person? <laughs> um, I think he calls himself a a cultured redneck. Oh, I think because <laughs> oh. he's he's very like um uh, he can be kind of a curmudgeon, you know, he's very like <laughs> yes. you know, snarky sometimes, but he's he uh, also was like knows a lot about wine and you know sure. like he's an interesting guy okay <laughs> okay. okay you write these like romantic scenarios and stuff and then you're like oh like you get a little disappointed like, and like real John, you step it up yeah. <laughs> does he read your books he does not oh okay see i was very i was very curious okay. about that because i would question. i was just curious about yeah. that if he would read it or not i don't know how i would feel yeah about like Jason <laughs> reading something that I wrote. I don't but know. But both Matt and Jason listen to our podcast. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> Which is But this is like the us. This is real us. This you know, really like me real. coming yeah. up with yeah. like a story. Yeah. Like a like this is how I wish it was. <laughs> yeah, right? Like <laughs> Oh, or, okay. like, reading and be like, hold on a second. Is this me? Like, are you writing about me? Right. So that was going to be, that's another question. Do you base your characters on people you know at all? Or, like, name? How do you come up with names? Sure. Names are tough. Like, on, and there's no place like Gnome. I seriously was, like, all the L names were coming to me. And I realized that, like, five out of seven were names that started with L. And I'm like, oh. no, I can't have. Can't do that. Yeah. You know, I can't have. Lee and Logan and Lena and you know yeah like, right right sense, you know um it, there's it's kind of like either a character you know comes into my head with a name already or I have to really like struggle to find one oh, okay which is interesting but I, I do sometimes write um characters based on people I know like in their place and there's no place like Gnome um the best friend Lindsay mm-hmm is sort of inspired by one of my own friends. Oh, Lindsay. okay, that's so, cool. Shout out to Lindsay. Yeah, yeah, out. that's like a Lindsay. fun little like Easter egg thing yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And there, there's the part you haven't read this, but um, the part where like you know she goes to Lindsay's house finally and, she, yep. and they like lay on the floor 
yeah. when they talk it out. Like Lindsay and I used to do that in college. She Aww. was my college roommate. Oh, so, yeah. So it's so it's fun to include like details like that. Little yeah, where, um, yeah. where people who know me have read them, they're like, hey, you yeah, know? but um, yeah. So that's I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I would assume a lot of authors probably do that, or some. Yeah. The ones that aren't writing, like, super, fin- like, fantasy types. Right, yeah. right, or right. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Um, and your romance books are very PG. Yes. 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 We're very PG. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say they even go, like, PG-13, right? Probably not. Right. Yeah. I so, mean, there's some strong language um, in a, a couple of them, but, um, yeah, there's no... Yeah. There's no hanky-panky. Yes. So very... The first time, actually, that I've written anything regarding that is in this one, in Burning Bridges. Yes. And it's mostly just implied. Yes. You know? Yes. So. Very Hallmark. Yeah. Yes. Wholesome. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, for, and I know that's just from what, like, Angie has described to me, because I love... Um, what's the show I watch on Hallmark? Um, oh, I can't think of it now. But anyways, <laughs> I... I love all those hallmarky things, and so that's why she was like, "You would love." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, um, I think that's important to say that they're just very yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, especially now because I'm finding out that like all these like um, middle school even girls are reading the um, Colleen Hoover oh, books. Oh no way! Woo-hoo. Nope, don't like that. Right? Oh. So I'm like this. That to me is. Wow. A, yeah little too much (laughs) yeah but um I mean and then I think back to like okay when the um Harry Potter stuff came out it was very controversial and the whole thing was like well if it's getting kids to read whatever (laughs) but um I do think we have better options (laughs) right I'm like oh I still there's a stark difference between Harry Potter and how we do her books (laughs) so uh, just saying, Katie's books might be a better <laughs> if your girls want to read a romantic, right? Yeah. So, um, so you're. Let's talk about your. You've written four four books mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And tell us which one was the first one you wrote. On the deadline was my first one. Okay, and how long ago was that? Uh, that was a year and a half. Ago. You've written all these books? Wow. <laughs> that's a lot of books. I was right? thinking, yeah, oh, that's, that's probably like two me. years. Okay. To be fair, On the Dotted Line was like, took me four years to write. And I, I just, that was the first one I, I published. Okay. Okay. And okay. going forward then, I've so I've written three since okay. then. Okay. Still. Okay. Still. Goodness. Just, I mean, but still, yeah. Uh, I've just written three books <laughs> in a year. No big deal. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, that's amazing, but... Okay, so The Dotted Line mm-hmm. is your first book, and then you wrote... And then it was Water Under the Bridge, okay. um, which, like, came out of nowhere. It was, like, one of those story ideas I had just in my phone forever, and I was like, what should I... Yeah, what should I start next? And um, I I think I, I started it in the right mood, like, because a lot of it is just where your head is, sure. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I found a really good, like, a song that, like, put me in that mood so that I could stay in it, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that, I think, helped, you know, help me write What it is in. the song? Do you remember? Bridge Over Troubled Water. <laughs> <laughs> it was Corner of Your Heart by Ingrid Michaelson. 
I have heard of her, I but I can't. I don't know if I know that song. Yeah. No, I'm gonna have to listen to it. Cool. Yeah. Maybe you should make like a Spotify playlist or something. Oh, like you should share it with cool. everybody. Like here's your. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I do. Huh. Fun. So. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, you should share that. Yeah. Um, and then the third one was um, "There's No Place Like Gnome," which was really fun to write and like totally, totally like different um, frame of mind than "Water Under the Bridge," which just sort of like deep with like mental illness stuff and you know kind of darker um, mm-hmm. in tone and there's no place like no one was just like funny and lighthearted and very homework you know yes um, so that one was fun and that one actually it was um, that one was pretty quick for me to write too um, okay and then yeah just this last one burning bridges is which is a sequel to yes to water under the bridge yeah it. so that okay. that's um, Reese's story so Sean's best friend Reese is Okay. Who this one's about. So. If you read. If you've read. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Then you will know who she's talking about. Okay. Um, and then you have a work, something in the works. Yes. I am starting on the sequel to There's No Place Like Gnome. So we'll be following Lee and Emma's story. Okay. Which is very exciting because anybody that's read it has wanted a sequel and okay. needs it. <laughs> My mother-in-law has said that too. She's like, is there going to be a sequel to this? I'm like, well, I don't know. I'll find out. Yeah. You it. left everybody needing okay. needing to know what's happening, which yeah. is so great. Like it that was, you, yeah. It was interesting writing that one because I had never, um, I had never started like writing a book knowing it was going to be a series. Yeah, like I didn't intend for there to be a sequel to Water Under the Bridge. So, um, so this time around, it was really interesting writing. There's no place like Gnome because I was like, I have to introduce problems with like the other characters, but I can't solve them yet. Because they're going to have their own book, you know? Oh, right, right. So, was, so you knew that going in, yeah. like, I want this to be It has to be a set series. Up. Yeah. Okay. You know, so, yeah. That was, yeah, I've never to write. done yeah. that before, yeah. It took a lot more thought. Yeah, oh my <laughs> so, gosh, like, I can't yeah. go back and change something in the first book if it doesn't, right. you know, right. so. Do you take, like, classes, or I know you said that you're part of, like, a Facebook group, mm-hmm. so do you kind of, like bounce ideas off of people or do things so that you can get ideas on how how to go about doing that yeah because I would just be like (laughs) no idea yeah um I am part of moms who write on Facebook which is a a big group for moms who write and um within that group they did like a, a call for um basically like small group critiques and so they would match you up with people who are like in a similar genre as you and like a similar spice level if you're a romance um and then you submit chapters of your work to each other and then you can get feedback that way um and so I have a, a two friends who are um my writer friends who I submit um all my chapters to every weekend um that way I can sort of see if like what I'm what I'm hoping comes across on the page is actually being translated you know mm-hmm. get a little feedback um, yeah and it's really yeah. cool to have people who are um who are also in it because I've never had writer friends like that before and yeah. so it's been yeah. really like a really cool like just support to you know for sure yeah about how sometimes it's really tough and um and how there's you know different ways to go about publishing like I'm self-published but um, one of my writer friends wants to do traditional publishing where you have to get a, like a literary agent and all that stuff and okay. Um, so it's, it's just really cool to, yeah, have friends who are in the trenches with you. So. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah. So tell us where people can get your books right now. Um, unfortunately I don't have Burning Bridges out in very many places yet just because of, um, printing and stuff. It mm-hmm. takes time, um, for me to get them, but, um, 
all of my other first three books. Um, you can find at Madison Mercantile here in Madison, and then um, Marks on Main and Dawson, The Gift and Can Be, um, The Makers on the Minnesota KK Burgee Building in Granite Falls, um, although I think they're out of a couple of books too, but anyway, um, and then Java River in Montevideo. Okay. So, awesome. Yeah. And then are they on Amazon, too? Yes. Okay. Yep, you can buy them on Amazon. You, you can get signed copies, obviously. But right, the right. nice thing about buying locally is that, yeah, you can get signed ones. But... Mm-hmm. And then libraries, do you have them in mm-hmm. the public libraries around? Yeah. Um, I think they're just in the Canby, Dawson, and Madison okay. ones. Um, okay. But if, you, if you're in Montevideo, you can request you it can or request whatever. It. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I'd say that's a good, a good resource if you... If you don't want to commit to buying, if you're not sure, you know, if mm-hmm. you've never read one of my books and you don't know what you're getting into, you know, it's mm-hmm. good to, yeah. to just go through your library and... Right. Yeah. Or you said Kindle Unlimited. Too. Yeah, or Kindle Unlimited. It's a great... You can give one a try. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Oh, my goodness. I feel like we could sit forever. I know. <laughs> I know. I have so many questions, but... Um, we will look forward to your new book maybe yeah. sometime next spring or summer. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and we'll um, share all of your social media stuff on our page, awesome. too, so that if people... Link up to, all that. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Want to link up your Amazon too. And yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for coming. coming. It's been fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. See ya. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. For more information on this episode and future discussions, check us out on Facebook at Lifestyle Burrito or Instagram at Lifestyle.Burrito. 